Hi, I'm Dr. Gary Ackerman, the director of the Teaching and Learning Innovation Center here at Greenfield Community College. And today I'm here with... Hi, everybody. My name's Alyssa Arnell. I am the chair of the history program here at GCC. Great. And my understanding is that you've been using podcasts in your classes for the last couple of semesters? Yes. Actually, um, the new podcasting um, station that we received here, we got here, um, was part of uh, that development of the podcasting in our classes and in the history courses, I believe. So it was uh, like an outcome of COVID when we came back um, prior to um, 2020. Uh, the students were engaging in uh, group activities, group projects, where they created a physical public history project. So it was like a museum exhibit. Um, but afterwards, we relied a lot during COVID on podcasts that were online and um, digital history websites. Um, and with the expansion of that media and those uh, new types of public history um, sources, uh, that's part of the the COVID. Um, it seemed like a great time to begin that. Also, NPR uh, or PBS, I think it's NPR actually. Um, they have a student um, contest for podcasting, and so they have a great online um, resource that it should like walk students through how to do podcasting. So once we started doing that, and then GCC got their podcasting station, it just seemed like a really good fit. That's great. So have, have any of your students made a podcast with something other than the podcasting studio? I mean, do they like take their phones out to record or they pretty much use the, the facilities that we have here? Um, the majority of them, I think, really utilize the resources that GCC offers. There are some students who already are proficient with um, sound recording. And so I'd say one in five will work independently They'll use their own um, computer technology and then their phones to create the, um, the podcasts. But those who utilize uh, the resources in the media center here really create more um, developed products, meaning they have uh, usually there's, there's better sound effects and um, the experience of um, learning from the, uh, the techs here it prepares them more for when they actually, you know, create the final product. That's great. So can you tell, I mean, you've talked a little bit about the, the changes that you have seen, but I mean, from, from an instructor's point of view, can you talk a little bit about kind of the differences between the, the products that you saw before and the products that you see now? Yeah. So, you know, any group project, it, you know, depends on the students, of course. And so, Prior to um, utilizing digital media as a, uh, a, an offer or an opportunity for the students in, in their group projects, there were some really wonderful, detailed um, physical exhibits. There was one group that did an exhibit on voodoo, and it was you know um, all kinds of different elements um, and physical pieces uh, to that. But when you're creating a museum exhibit as a group, it's just going to be you know a few poster boards, maybe a few physical items, but it's just it's a space of like two by three. Um, when you have a podcast, right, that affords students the opportunity to explore history, um, bring in different voices, recordings, um, and and spend more time in 
it's presentation, if that makes sense. So you've got five minutes, 10 minutes, some of them are 20 minutes long, um, and they can tell a deeper and richer story than what really can be presented in just a few physical pieces um, without like a whole room of, of museum-based, uh, you know, informational waysides. Um, so, you know, we, we've seen um, a deeper connection with the students with the with the with the uh, history um because they also have so many podcasts in the class that they they listen to um they're inspired as well and and um this past semester specifically we spent time at the end of the semester talking about their journey and it's really sweet when one of the group members talks about all the time they they spent in finding just the right music you know or just the right sound bite and you know uh talking about you know uh learning a script and thinking about what it means to uh, create public history through podcasting where you're not using your academic voice, but you're trying to create an environment where it sounds natural, you're having a conversation. And so that does force students also to um, get to a point where they feel more comfortable with the content. Mm, that's really interesting. So I'm, I'm curious, when, when these podcasts are done, I mean, do you listen to them in class? Do they go out into the world? You know, if, if I wanted to go and find one of your students' podcasts, is that possible? Yeah, the, the library um, has posted those for us. We have a student symposium at the end of the um, academic year, usually in uh, May. And so students uh, present to the college their work. And at that point, it's housed um, on the um, library website. The history website also is being revamped right now. We're going to have a page where um, the, the products that our students have created, both podcasts and documentaries and now short informationals, um, will be available for um, everyone to access. Um, but yeah, we... we we hope to be able to preserve those long term. Beyond that, you know, um, I always encourage our students to like upload for us to for for themselves their products to um, like YouTube or some easily accessible point so they can embed that into their CVs for when they are applying for a four-year college. I tell them, you know, think about this um, project as something that's a stepping stone for the next, you know, the next stage of your education because you can, you know, show to uh, the universities and colleges what you're capable of doing in a group Right. And and what you've done when it comes to um, utilizing media. Yeah, that's great. That, that idea of persistence, too. You know, I, I would imagine if students put together a museum piece for a symposium, it's ephemeral. Right. I mean, it's, it's there during the event, but then it comes down. Uh, but now if these podcasts, they live forever, theoretically, out on the Web. So anybody can go and listen to them at any time. Um, that's that's a really interesting thing from from my perspective as a you know somebody who's interested in digital media and digital sources that that it's there forever now right as long as nobody deletes it right exactly and, and also it helps to inspire the next group right when you have really clean well produced podcasts and documentaries then the next class that comes through and I say here's your you know your assignment here are some great examples right so they can they can you know lead by that example yeah that's great can you talk for a minute or two I know obviously you don't want to be telling student stories for them but can you just 
from your point of view, is there anything that students have said to you about the podcast that have kind of stuck with you and motivate you to continue to want to include these? Um, we were working um, in the U.S. history class, U.S. history from 1865, and um, there was conversations around the conservative movement in the 1980s, which um, kind of like propelled the war on crime into a different, you know, uh, stratosphere, really. And being able to utilize the um, interviews with some of the major players during that period, um, being able to, to utilize some of the actual interviews where some of these um, conservative leaders were, you know, laying out how these tactics in the 80s impacted, like, the black communities. Um, and it's the first time that some of our students have been introduced to, you know, these truths that are so blatant. Um, in this past semester, um, you know, they were talking about how um, the podcasting gave them an opportunity to kind of analyze and synthesize what they learned and then um, create something they felt proud of as well when it comes to social justice um, uh, actions, you know? So, yeah, it's, it's here's a chance for us to tell other people what we've learned that we think is really important for our societies to know and share. That's great. The um, so the the audience for this um, this presentation is going to be practitioners, you know, teachers in higher education, teachers in K twelve environments. Um, is there one par last parting word? I mean, if if they were going to go and if they're thinking about using podcasts in their class, is there some wisdom that you would give them in in a, just a few seconds? Absolutely. I think the first thing is um, scaffolding the assignment into your class over time. So we begin uh, discussing, discussing rather what their groups will look like um, in the first few weeks of class. And this is a product that's due the very last week of class. So there's, you know, two months there. And so um, a few weeks in, they, they get time, you know, every couple of weeks that's just theirs to work. They have to report back what's happening. Um, there's a deadline for the script. There's a deadline for um, the research part. There's a deadline on making sure that they've actually made their appointments with the media center and they've come prior to their record date to familiarize themselves. So making sure that they're not dragging their free feet because I mean, I'm a procrastinator and so I, I can empathize with that, right? So making sure I've given them um, the deadlines so that they have everything they need to be as successful as they want to be. That's great. Well, Alyssa, that was wonderful. Thanks for sharing your experiences with us. Thanks for inviting me in. And I you know, wish everyone out there who's thinking about podcasting, you know, great journey in it.